up, everybody? Welcome to episode 60 dose of Respawn Aim Fire. Today's episode is brought to you by Gummy Bears. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not sponsored. We're babies. <laughs> oh, we're man. by generic gummy bears. Generic gummy bears. Haribo sugar-free gummy bears like a volcano out your ass. Speaking of volcanoes, <laughs> thoughts out to goes in Hawaii. So... <laughs> This week, I we've didn't got a bunch of. That. I, you Am didn't I hear about Hawaii? Are no. you kidding me? No, Hawaii I didn't. That's pretty is good. Like erupting everywhere. Oh, that's not and, good. And like lava destroying the entire. I think it's just one island, but um, nothing funny can be said about that. How have you tragic. not heard about that? Because I've been I've been packing and getting ready for my trip tomorrow, and just not been paying attention to tomorrow? the news. Texas. Don't give a fuck. Oh wait. Okay. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Uh, enjoy your time in Texas with dad and brother. Brothers. Um, we've got a lot to talk life, about Chad. today. We've got to talk about Call of Duty Black Ops 4, or as I like to call it, Cod Blops. That's coming up. <laughs> we're going to talk about tired gaming franchises Blops. and things. We're going to talk about all sorts of fun stuff. But we're going to start with talking about something I think is super cool. Last Very week important. was Global Accessibility Awareness Day. And last on that week day, was a whole day? Last week... Was had. a whole day. It had the global it contained accessibility awareness a whole day, day called GAD. There global we go. Accessibility Awareness Day. And at midnight that night, Microsoft tweeted their Microsoft <laughs> Accessibility Controller, which I think Just like is at midnight, super they're like, cool. shit, we haven't sent it out yet? <laughs> quick. <laughs> no, this is something that's really cool. It's one thing that we often, as video gamers, don't think about is that we have so much fun with these things, and they're such mm-hmm. a big part of our lives and our hobbies that we don't think that there are other people that just can't enjoy them the way that we do. So there are all sorts of third-party companies that have come up with different types of controllers with different configurations. But I love that Microsoft took a stance as a first party and said, we're going to make something that is from the ground up built to work with every part of Xbox. And it is incredibly customizable. Yes. If you haven't seen it, it kind of looks like a turntable almost. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw it. It looks like a turntable, yeah. Yep. It has two giant black pads, black circular pads on it that can be customized to mm-hmm. a lot of different inputs. And what I think is really, really cool is there is a bunch of tiny um, headphone jacks, basically, across the top of it, each assigned to a different common function you might do on your, on your Xbox. And you can plug mm-hmm. in a switch. If you aren't uh, familiar with a lot of accessibility tools, there are switches where you can basically attach a button or something like that to a device and when you hit that button it does a certain thing Mm -hmm. so you can attach that to the port that says this is the home button or this is the left trigger whatever it is so it's an incredibly customizable controller coming from a first party i think it's super cool i actually don't i didn't look at like pricing or it's a hundred dollars hundred bucks which is not not bad it's not bad. You would price. still have to buy all of the third-party accessories that plug into it as well. Sure. But, I mean, if gaming is your hobby, it's kind of like you're going to do that. And I don't think $100 yeah. is too bad for what it's offering. I mean, if you see the number of ports in the back of this thing, yeah. there's a lot of tech. I really think they're probably selling this very close to cost. Because it seems like, just based on what Phil Schiller's been talking about and Phil, Schiller, uh, Phil Spencer's been talking about, it's very <laughs> – um, the names very are very different similar. people. But Freedom I think I also made that same mistake about a year ago on the podcast. Yeah. Um, well, they both care about accessibility, though. Both companies do. You're right. So that's that's where the confusion happened. No, Phil Spencer basically says that you know if people want to work with us on it, like Nintendo or Sony, want to contribute, like or do better than what we're doing, like we're all for it. We're all with them. It seems like this is more of just they want to offer something to help everyone game, as opposed to like they don't want to make this a profit thing. 
Yeah. I'm sure they're going to not make a loss on it, but the price doesn't seem bad to me. Super cool move by Microsoft. Kind of yes. in that same game vein, uh, one thing I actually just realized we didn't see in here, but that I heard today, Microsoft is also officially sponsoring Special Olympics and holding, oh, cool. uh, they're holding a an esports tournament in the Special <clears throat> Olympics this year. So that is something that's really cool. The fact that they are getting mm-hmm. people who are registered for the Special Olympics paired up with somebody who is completely mm-hmm. uh, without any kind of accessibility needs. They are paired up on teams, and then they have mm-hmm. a, a tournament, which is super cool. I love seeing yeah, that. Did you watch like the video for the controller as well? I watched. Uh, I didn't watch an entire like introduction video. I watched a couple of quick snippets on like how it works, but that's it. Yeah, there was just a video of. Um, it was like three minutes long, maybe. It's on their YouTube channel if you wanted to check it out. Um, to all you listeners out there, and they basically their goal was no matter what you know capabilities you have we want you to be able to play play this like if, if you can only move your neck we want you to be able to play every game on xbox that's cool. and it seems like they've done a really good job with that there's a lot of kind of footage of people using the controller and it's kind of actually cool seeing the kind of unique setups that people have there's one where i mean the, the guy can only move his neck and he just has a button right next to his face and he can just kind of move over and hit the button and it just plugged right in. I think it's just awesome. You can really awesome. customize this specifically for your needs. That's really rare. And these third-party setups that have existed don't work across the whole system. They, right. you know, it's it might work for one game, but not the, not another game. And this is for everything. Yeah. It just seems like it's a huge step forward. And it's awesome because something like this hasn't happened. And this is an industry that's been around for many, many, many decades. There it's, was one. Um mm-hmm. If you know Jared Petty, he is someone who used to work yes. for IGN, then EA. Now he kind of has his own thing. He is the foremost uh, expert on retro gaming and arcades and things like that. And there was – he brought up that there used to be a Nintendo controller that they specifically created for people to be able to play with their mouths. Oh, wow. So And they were heartless and they gave it up. That was for the NES. No, they oh, actually okay. did create it. It was for the NES. But not the SNES, they just gave up. You're right. They said, you know what? You guys fucking stop at 8-bit, y'all. Yeah. That's all you get. Future games are not for you, apparently. <laughs> just an evil company, Nintendo. <laughs> I thought that was super cool. But, Holden, let's get into the rest of today. Claps after yes. every syllable. Holden, what did you play this week? Well, beyond our Barf of the Month, which is Super Mario RPG. Woo! You started playing it. I started playing it. I started playing it, too. Very. You have to finish it quickly, because you have... Detroit coming out soon. So here's what I decided. Playing Detroit Super sucks, Mario RPG. Play playing Super Mario RPG. How far did you get? How many stars do you have? Um, I'm like three hours into the game. I'm not far at all right now. How many stars do you have? One star, I think. I don't know. I'm not okay. counting stars. I just got... Well, there are seven stars in the game. stars. Uh, I just got the first star, and it took me maybe like 45 minutes. I know everything. I've played this I probably game so many times. Then. I've played this game so many times that I know where everything is. I know where all the secrets okay. are hidden. And so Just I think I'm going to no breeze through this game. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a long game either. It's like 15 hours or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to do everything. But I've also decided <laughs> Memorial Day weekend is my mm-hmm. weekend for Super Mario RPG. And then Detroit oh, okay. Detroit starts on the 29th. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Well, Wait, I played that, but I played... Yes. Detroit starts on the 29th. Yep. Yeah. We'll talk about Super Mario RPG on June, or May 28th. We'll be talking about that. On on May 29th's podcast. 29th. So we'll be talking about it on, on the May 29th. It'll be coming out the 29th. Podcast. 
We'll talk um, about that later. Yes. Holden, so, you also played what else? Uh, I played one game that's really awesome. I finally I talked about it last week. It's virtual virtual reality. Yeah. I talked about it last week. I finished it this week. I played it twice actually because I really enjoyed it. It's a really short like. Did you get the platinum trophy experience. There's no uh, trophies on Oculus. So fucking at least zero out of ten. Do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember how much I explained of it last week, but the gist of the game is that it's a future where artificial intelligence and robots have taken over and humans now just service the needs of the robots. And they do this by going into virtual worlds. So you start the game and you're talking to your boss who's like this robot talking in front of you and he gives you different headsets to jump into the reality of someone that needs your help. And it could be something really stupid like watering the plants or something. It kind of starts off very arbitrary like tasks. But each time it's kind of cool still because you're taking off these masks and putting them on and jumping back and forth between different VR worlds. And like Inception, you're kind of going multiple levels in. And then something happens where you get this like vacuum cleaner attachment and you can start to suck up the world around you until you literally suck in the walls of the VR world you're in and there's like a backstage and you realize that strange things are going on and you're trying to find out what's happening. How Just this like the Toy started. Stories 2 song, Strange Things Are Happening to Me by Randy Newman. It's nothing like that at all. No? Are you but- sure? <laughs> but you get this vibe that you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. So like when you're wandering around this backstage area, you can get caught and you get put in this cage, it's like a big bird cage, and your you know robot boss will come up to you and be like, you know, I'm really disappointed in you and now some of the robots will work with you, they don't trust you anymore, but don't worry, Butters still wants to work with you and he's just like a stick of butter that just talks to you. Um, and he likes the vacuum mechanic because he likes it when you suck things out of what's stuck in the middle of him. <laughs> it's so strange. So, like, you can't work with anyone else because you've, you've failed them and they are uncomfortable around you because you just, you just basically continually fuck with them. And then it gets stuck in this loop of you're trying to find out where to go next. And then if you get caught, you go back to the beginning again. And you kind of keep wandering deeper and deeper and deeper. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who wants to play it, but there's just some really cool things that happened in this game that made me go back to it again immediately after I played it. Cool. It was pretty awesome. You can also for not the record, beat the game. You did say you weren't sure how much you said already of that. It was about 60%. But was that's 60- okay, because if okay. this is your first episode listening to Respawn Aim Fire, <laughs> hi, welcome. Orientation thing- is on Tuesday. You'll receive your welcome <laughs> packet in the mail. One thing um, I didn't mention last week is really awesome is there's this when you're in the main like first level of VR, yeah, you assume the other layer is just you taking off your your real Oculus Go headset and then you're in real world and then you put your headset on you're in VR world. Well, once you get certain admin privileges in the quote unquote fake VR experience, you can take off your headset there and then you're on a you're on a smartphone home screen and then you take it off again and you're in like this this wall of code that shows you the basic hardware configuration of the device you're using. And then you take it off again and you're in this all gray room that has the credits for the game. Well, it, was just cool. a, it was a really cool Easter egg. Probably one of my favorite Easter eggs I've come across in a while. It's pretty awesome. Cool. But that's all I played this week. You probably played something a lot more Whoa! exciting than I did. I played the same stuff as last week. <laughs> Aside from Super Mario RPG, more God of War, more Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. I've cut myself off from God of War until I finish Super Mario though. You still haven't beaten God of War yet. No, I still haven't beaten God of War. Is it that long? 
I just haven't had a lot of time to play this week. Oh, okay. I played for maybe an additional three or four hours. We had guests staying with us for from Tuesday oh, through boo-hoo. Sunday. I'm so, Chad. I have friends. I can't I play video games. I didn't have the living room. There was a mattress in there. They were fighting. It was, <laughs> it was a whole week. It was unbearable. It was not bearable. Speaking of <laughs> bears, Battlestar Galactica. We're going right into Questlog now? Is that what we do now? Yeah, what's Battlestar Galactica besides being a great Bears show? Bears beats Battlestar Galactica, The Office, Dwight Schrute. Oh, right, actually, okay. technically, Jim Halpert as Dwight Schrute. Michael, hold <laughs> full of non sequiturs today. What's our? Uh, tell us. Let's fucking run down fetch quests. Let's get some fetch with, quests. I'm gonna start with Chad's favorite. Okay. And that's that. There's some no Yakuza man's sky. Yakuza three for five. <laughs> no, even better than that for you. No Man's oh, Sky man. has gotten an official release date for the Xbox um, version, as well as the update, the next update, which will feature multiplayer. Have we not already read something similar to that three weeks in a row? Uh, no, we've we've announced that it's happening. There was a rumor it was going to be coming. Now it's official. But there's one point I want to talk about that's new. Okay. Just the date is now official. It's July 24th. Okay. But also, um, the developer came out, um, Sean Murray is his name, and he, he was... Hello doing, Games. Hello Games. He was talking about how they're going to go pro, uh, approach the roadmap going forward. He says, we still have updates we want to do, but they're really careful that they're not going to talk about anything until they know it's in the game. Good. It really seems like they've learned their lesson there, um, and I'm still excited to see what they have, they have to show off. When I go to Texas, I'm actually bringing my PS4 to show No Man's Sky to my dad, because he's always wanted to see the game. Great. Somebody playing that this week. Hope he enjoys it. I think he will, because he's not going to play it for hours on end. <laughs> Tell you what, my parents, when I was younger and I was like sick and I couldn't fall asleep, mm-hmm. they would just turn the TV to the weather channel. When your dad gets in that mood, maybe he's just like, oh, I have to go to bed. Just put on No Man's Sky. No. I, I'm able to play No Man's Sky for hours. I still. Oh, do, I know I, you can. I still like it. I know it's not a great game, but I still enjoy it. It's One other thing I wanted to point out is that the. When they keep saying they haven't really explained what it means, but the full multiplayer support yeah, coming to I'm, Xbox is also coming to PlayStation Four and PC on that same date. Yeah, I just said that their next update, including multiplayer, coming out that day. Great, but you I didn't say that for chat. which platforms. Well, it was implied. It's for the but it wasn't platforms. because everything we've been talking about is Xbox related. But we Fine. don't fight on this podcast. You know why we don't fight? <laughs> because uh, Fortnite is coming for Android. <laughs> <laughs> Moment where Chad looks for a new story to talk about. Oh, yes, man. Android, Android coming sometime this summer. Yep. So if you have an Android phone and you like to game on it, well, you got the wrong phone. But you can still make the best of it this summer. <laughs> uh, Yakuza 3 to 5 is coming out <laughs> on the PS4. You're just basically getting uh, up-resed, basically, the, um, the graphics. Or, yeah. So nothing huge. You're not, like, redoing anything. First one's Japan, coming out. For Japan as well. Yeah, Japan only, yes. Um, it's going to be Yakuza 3, August 9th, and then in fall 2018, Yakuza 4, spring 2019, Yakuza 5. Because they want Yakuza games all the fucking time, so that when the next Yakuza game comes out, you're already burnt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume these are going to come to U.S. I mean, yeah, me too, but it's. I feel like there's a Yakuza game every six months, if not sooner. Lately, it's been that way, yes. But there um, were definitely gaps where it hadn't been one in a while. I have a feeling we'll see these come west, though. Yeah, absolutely, they will. Hey, speaking of great games coming west, or starting in the west, God of War. We're nailing this today. (laughs) It started in Japan, God of War. It started in July, but actually on (laughs) August of April, 
months. <laughs> God of War is the best-selling game in April. But not only is it the best-selling game in April, it is also the f- fastest or best-selling launch month game of a PS4 exclusive. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of qualifiers for it. But, um, yeah, it's still going strong. Still going very strong. Yeah. Good on you, God of War. You fucking Speaking did it. Speaking of still going strong. Wait, Vita wait, wait, Disco- wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. One other thing I wanted to point out that was really interesting to me. The NPD numbers for April. God of War, obviously number one. Far Cry 2. Far Cry number 5, 2. MLB 3. But Labo Variety Kit was number four. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting because everything we've heard so far has been like... We Labo talked about it last week. It was number tanking. four. No, we talked about it last week. It was number four in Japan. So it's I'll the same. I'll talk about you next week. Anyway, my amazing segue that Chad interrupted. Speaking of doing well and going strong... Vita physical cartridges <laughs> are stopping production, at least in bye, uh, U.S. Bye, and U.K. Little Sebastian, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to keep going in Japan. However, they are, of course, uh, through the end of 2019. They confirmed. Yes, obviously that makes sense. People still play it and buy things in Japan. And really, I mean, if you have a Vita, fucking digital, y'all, pay the three thousand dollars for a memory card, and then. They are so expensive still. <laughs> so stupid. I was looking to get a Vita. I was like, what I want? I want to play Luminous. And then Luminous got asked for Switch, obviously. And I'm like, oh, I have to get a memory card, too. And it's still like $100 for, I think, 32 gigs or 64 gigs. It's stupid. crazy. It's stupid. So Labo is selling well, but not quite as well as GTA V, which has reached a new milestone of 95 fucking million units. I still I, – it almost isn't real. They're, it's crazy. There haven't even ever been that many consoles ever sold. People are buying that, six GTA 5s per console. Do you think Rockstar's like, we won't make a game ever again. We'll just buy an island and live on it forever. <laughs> and they'll just keep releasing GTA Online costumes. <laughs> and it will still sell. Yep. Like, oh, wait, PS5 came out. Just, just like, you know, port it over. And then we'll just yep. we'll keep breaking it. And people will buy it again for PS5. That's <laughs> awesome. Good for them, man. Oh, yeah. Um... One thing I'm excited about is Ooh, what is it? Tell me. Mario Tennis demo is coming May 24th. That's two days away right now. I know. I can't wait. And that's going to be wait. how you do the tournament as well when that okay. launches on so, the first yes. or the third. This is different from, like, the ARMS test punch. Yes. This actually does have a single-player offline demo to play. It is an online addition, multiplayer demo. Then the demo doesn't start till June 1st. So the tournament is on June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Okay. But it's going to have online multiplayer. So you in the can demo play still. online starting the twenty fourth, but then the tournaments. I'm double first. checking that right now, but I'm almost positive that's what okay. it says. I thought it was going to be like the test punch where you download the client early and then you play together. Um. Actually, it doesn't say, so I'm going to say it's probably not online then until June first and then through third. But um, you'll be able to play as Mario, Peach, Yoshi, and Bowser. Oh, no, to Bow, compete wow, in online multiplayer matches. PBA. Yeah, so you can't play online. Yeah. Interesting. But does the online start on June 1st, or does it start? No, you. it sounds like you can download the demo. It's not like a test punch or like a um, a test fire like they did with Splatoon and ARMS. Download dem- um, users who download the demo will be able to choose from, uh, between Mario, Peach, Yoshi, and Bowser to compete in online multiplayer matches. Players will also be able to earn coins by winning online matches, which they can then use to unlock five additional characters hidden away in the demo. And that's separate from the talking about the tournament. Titties! So, Two days away. 
I can't wait because I'll be there in Texas with my brother who is going to want to play this. It's going to be fun. Holden, what if it turned out you've never had a brother and you've just been talking to like a tree stump for your whole life? <laughs> I just sitting there with like a, just a Joy-Con sitting on the floor. And I'm like, I beat you again. <laughs> Holden, you're so sad. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, did you want new CFDs content? Because it's dated. I didn't care enough about it to look at the date. So May 29th. May 29th. Great. I love it. I read that as is the content dated as it's coming out a certain day or is just the content dated? It's, <laughs> no, it's dated. Just it's like already old obsolete. dated content that nobody wants. <laughs> yeah, the trailer talks about like sea monsters and ancient lore and stuff, but doesn't tell you what the new content in the DLC is going to be. Great. So can't wait. Awesome. Great. Man, I did a total 180 on that game thinking it was going to be bad and then great, and then I did a 180 when it came out. Without even playing it, I've made up my mind that it's bad. You have Game Pass. Why don't you just try it out? Uh, I actually discontinued my Game Pass for now because I haven't turned on my Xbox in months. So. Is because Microsoft is falling behind? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'll turn it back. Once, it. once all of these fucking glorious PS4 exclusives are over... But I don't know. They're going to just keep coming because fucking Spider-Man. Anyway, uh, hold well, on. Guess what else is fucking coming? What else Division is 2, coming? but not for a while, except maybe earlier than, I don't know. It's <laughs> coming before April 1st, 2019. It is confirmed for that. The speculation is leading to March 2019 is the release date because uh, Division 1 came out March 2016. So three years later, da-da-da, new Division game. But guess what game is not uh, coming out this year and is now coming out in 2019. This is very sad and depressing Metro for me. Metro Exodus. Metro Exodus. Chad doesn't yeah. care because he hates Metro. I said I'm still very excited for Metro Exodus. That's so backwards to me. How can you like, I hated it's... the first game, but I can't wait because for the third one to come out. Because it's been 100 years since the first one, and it looks a lot better. So, okay. Mom. I think you're going to be disappointed. I don't think it's going to be that much different, but okay. Who fucking hurt you? You just want everything to fail and be awful, and you don't want anything to be optimistic. That's not true. I want just the new Pokemon Switch game something. to be great, which is going to feature hundred, uh, the original 150 Pokemon. Rumored. Rumored, yes. Rumored. Rumored to feature that. No, it's going to, Chad. See, I can be positive. Uh, <laughs> I'm into that. I'd be okay with that. I mean, okay that kind that of leads with the rumors that it's a yellow remake as well. Yeah. Honestly, I'd prefer to have the 151 original. I don't want 800 and a bazillion Pokemon to catch, most of which I don't even know because... Do you do you know that there are no Pokemon games in which you can catch 800 bajillion Pokemon? I know, it's like 850 or something like that. No, what is the number? No, the Pokedex is that big, but you can only really get like between 150 and 250 in each game. <sighs> Still Unless you use the Pokemon. It needs to be 151 specifically. Holden, your favorite game, you can get 251. I don't like that, Chad. That's your favorite game. Someone hurt me, Chad, okay? Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Master Chief Collection. This one is fucking surprising to me. Master Chief Collection is finally going to be getting 1X support, which includes, among other things, HDR. Yep. Like, the fact that so many Microsoft first-party games, and now there are over 100 games that have 1X support, and Master Chief Collection wasn't one of those? That's crazy. Well, there's a new Halo game we'll talk about later on that might have distracted yeah, away. Yeah, there is. Although, Can't no, wait they, for that it, game. it didn't. And it Go. didn't, no. 
Go, 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 go. So speaking of shooting games, there's going to be a mobile Call of Duty game made by everyone's yeah, favorite. new de- Call of Duty was, was announced. Yes. New Call of Duty, another one. Uh, this one's made by the Candy Crush developers. Great. Yay. They have so much experience. Activision recently bought King Games, which yeah. does Candy Crush. So this makes sense. So Super exciting. I can't wait. I'm so pumped, Chad. See, I can be positive. Never going to play it. Never going to play it. Jeez, Chad, who like hit you as a child? Because that's just like you're always negative. Listen, I used to like falling down the stairs. <laughs> so... <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 recently had a show-off event. And by show-off event, I mean, I guess like you can play some shit. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of outlets got to go play it, play around with some cool Toy Story material, as well as see some of the summons, which include not only like Final Fantasy summons, but also Wreck-It Ralph as a summon. Pretty cool. That's surprising. Disney, it seems like a lot of the newer Disney stuff is going to be in Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, they're really focusing on modern Disney. Yes. And um, there's I'm... a second movie coming out, so. Yep, that too. He breaks the internet. Uh, here's something I'm excited about. That is what? Star Fox Grand Prix. There's some more rumors, and the rumors are suggesting that it's less like F-Zero, which is kind of something that people were saying, and it's more like a game called N-Gen Racing, which is where you have fighter jets, and you're racing with fighter jets instead. But while in Star Fox, you'll also be shooting enemies just like you would traditionally while racing against people, and there's basically each Grand Prix is going to feature three races in a boss battle. I just, like, reading that article, seeing yeah. the name N-Gen Racing, yep. I was like, oh, that's a weird name. What the fuck would you name it? I don't care. Maybe it's Japanese. Who knows? And then you just said it out loud and was like, oh, it's engine. Oh, engine. Like an engine. Gotcha. Not like an offensive term for a Native American, but like the thing that's in your car <laughs> or jet. <laughs> um, I think a cool thing, though, is there's going to be a hub area and the uh, Star Fox Grand Prix, whatever it's going to be called. That seems to be the title right now. Okay, Where first you... of all, all of this is still very heavily rumored. Yes, it is very heavily rumored. I will say, though, this is coming from uh, Liam Robert um, Robertson and also known as at Dr. Cupcake on Twitter. I oh, followed wonderful. him for a very long time, and he is – he is a leaker who doesn't talk about something until he feels very confident about it. So sure. I feel like there is a Star Fox game at Retro. Yeah. Where there's has... smoke, there's fire. Yeah, there's smoke, there's fire. Usually. I believe that. But just being clear that, yes, this is still rumors. Yes. Um, You broke my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So they're going to have a hub area where you get to like kind of talk to and converse with the different Star Fox characters because retro also made Donkey Kong. They want to have some special Easter egg characters in there, such as Donkey Kong and all uh, them. Donkey Kong is like the fucking, he goes in everything. Yeah, he is. That new expansion for rabbits is coming out with Donkey Kong in it. Mm-hmm. Apparently that one's pretty big too. It has like a whole new Island. There's a game called Donkey Kong that he was in. Tropical freeze. No, just Donkey Kong. Country? You hear about that game? It's new. Country no, Donkey two? Kong. Just Donkey Kong. Country 3? Just Donkey Kong. Donkey cool. Kong. We also and, have NBA uh, Playgrounds 2. I didn't see anything about this, so you go. You didn't? Okay. NBA Playgrounds 2 got delayed last minute. It was supposed to come out today, and now we don't <laughs> know when it's coming out. So, All right. You know how that, that means it's going to be good. It's going to be really good, yeah. It was also announced a month ago. So, like, I'm really curious what Announced a month ago. It was supposed to launch today. But the fact that we didn't even hear it went gold or anything like that, that doesn't throw, like, 
Yeah, not All a great right. sign. NBA Playgrounds is coming tomorrow. No, it's not. Shut up. Get out of here. Yeah. We got two potatoes. Game... Yeah, we got two game potatoes this week. Um, one is just my. I have to be consistent, and every time a game comes out and says we're not going to have loot boxes, <laughs> I'm just really tired of hearing that. If you don't say anything about loot boxes, I can assume your game's not going to have loot boxes. Only if Wouldn't you say you have great loot boxes. To assume though. I feel like that's the responsibility of the marketing department to say, hey, we're going to have loot boxes in this game. If it's not mentioned, it's not like – Yeah. It's, don't I mention wish, it. I wish they did. Just don't mention it. But they always have to say it. So Rage 2 won't have loot boxes, everybody. Great. Great. So excited. But I just have to include it to be consistent because I always include it in here, and it bothers me, and it's a stupid thing. It's stupid, Chad. Okay. The next week's I'm actually episode, really interested to see why this next one is a potato. Did you read the full article? I did. So Resident Evil 7's announced, and it's coming to Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And it's a cloud-only version. It's a Yeah, it's called Red- Resident Evil it. 7 Cloud. Yeah. I was like, that's super fucking fascinating. I disagree. Really? Go I disagree. On. Yeah. So last year, they basically said there's no way it's coming. It's not going to happen. It's not coming to Switch. And then suddenly they decide they're going to release it, and they're going to do it in a cloud-streaming way. Where they didn't have to do the work to get the game to run on the Switch. I can't play that game on the go, which is the benefit of having a Switch. I just have to stream the game because they didn't want to parse it down to make it work on the Switch. That really bothers me. That super bothers me. It's like, hey, this great console that can go anywhere, but you can only play this at home with a Wi-Fi connection. I, it's, I that's do, ridiculous. I do think that it's – you can to be clear, you can play it on the go as long as you're on Wi-Fi. So as long as you're on Wi-Fi. In a coffee have... shop or something like that. Uh, they haven't, just, they haven't announced anything about like how many... If I can't play this on a plane, it doesn't count. You can play it on handheld mode. Is, Not on the is plane. The thing. Not on the plane. With in-flight Wi-Fi. Have you used in-flight Wi-Fi before? No. <laughs> it is not great. You can't even watch like YouTube or anything. Well, you're YouTube. Anyway, but I think this is really cool that this is actually the first, aside from like PlayStation Now... This is the first time that people are saying, oh, we're going to make gaming with the power of the cloud. Microsoft's been saying it since 2013, and we haven't seen dick from them. Okay, but we don't know how and well then, this works. No, we don't. But I think that they're betting enough that it's coming out. Like, I think that's really cool to see that this is finally something that they've been talking about for mm. years as a possibility, and now it's they're putting a horse in the race. We'll see uh. how it works. Who hurt you, Holden? Who hurt you? It's I'm not even fucking out, and you're already saying, no, it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I said we don't know. Was what I just said a second ago. I think this ago. is a really cool way to get games that are impossible for Switch onto Switch. Whether it's something that I'm into, I don't know. But then it's... it doesn't... It, for me, like the, I'm going to get... When Wolfenstein comes out, I'm getting that on Switch because I can play that anywhere. And I don't have a, 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 you know internet connection for it. I can play it on the plane if I yeah. want to. This is... I am strapped to being at home, which defeats the purpose of playing on the Switch. Well, the Switch is a home console that you can take on the go. And I can't take this game on the go. You can't take it on the go as long as you have Wi-Fi. That doesn't count. That's That no. counts to everyone but you. No, I'd say that's a pretty general thing. If I'm not in, you know, I'm not on the train playing Resident Evil 7. I'm not going somewhere and playing Resident Evil 7. If you have a personal hotspot on your iPhone, LTE is off. Yeah, and I can't enough. wait to stream a game over my personal hotspot and play out the ass for the Verizon bill on that one. Okay, well, that's your fault for not having an unlimited plan. 
like most people have unlimited plans nowadays. They do. If you have T-Mobile or Sprint, or if you I mean, have I do Verizon have T-Mobile, so I could plan. do it, but I'm not doing the it. The point is, it's an interesting technology. I'm excited to see how it turns out. You already know it's going to fail because you're a pessimist. I'm not saying it's failing. I'm just saying I'm upset about it because I'd rather have the the actual game on my console. It could run great. I don't know. It, well, the truth is, it can't be on your console. It could be. Why not? It can't. It's, Why not? It's too good to be on a Switch. If they can get Doom running on the Switch, if they can get Wolfenstein running on the Switch, I'm sure they can get Resident Evil 7 running on the Switch. No, it's too I'm good. positive they could. It's Who's being the pessimist good. now? It's too good. To be clear with some more details, uh, this is going to be in Japan only. The first 15 yeah. minutes of gameplay is free, and then a 180-day pass is 2,000 yen, which is roughly $18. That's the thing to me that is weird and that I'm not necessarily a fan of is that it's a subscription game. See, this is where I'm actually more okay with it. We're really opposites on this. Yeah, we are. Um, no, I want to hear your case and I'll, I'll It's a subscription tell game. You, you buy a 180-day pass <laughs> and if you if you don't renew your pass, there's no guarantee that your save file sticks around. So if you yeah. want to play it and then you're like, I'll take a, a break for a little bit and then you want to come back to it and pick up – you mm-hmm. might not have your save. And also, what happens when Capcom decides, oh, we're not seeing enough activity on here. We don't want to support these servers anymore. And they shut it off, and now there's literally no way to play this game. What's funny is that problem wouldn't be an issue if it was a physical game on the Switch. It also, if the Switch was just good enough to run it. It is good it enough to run it if they no, parse it down. Not, but it's not. Not the PS4 though. version of the game, but they can get it but to work. it's not, though. Okay, you're just so that's a game potato for you. No, no, no. Let's had, talk had, about things that are worth no, 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 arguing no, no, no. about. I had my argument on on this. So I'm going to say it. Oh, about the subscription. Yeah. So here's my. I mean, yes, you were right. It is kind of strange that to get rid of the save files, it's at Capcom's discretion. So if it's like, hey, they haven't played it in a month, so we're going to get rid of it. We don't want to store that information on the server. Um, but a 180 day pass is not that unusual for a streaming service. Like PlayStation Now works the same way. You can rent a game out for you know uh three days or a week or 90 days 180 days actually in playstation now it used to be i don't think you could ever buy a game with playstation now you could only kind of rent it for a long period of time so i don't have an issue with the 180 day pass because that's pretty typical for what is the difference between renting a game for a set amount of time and subscribing to it for a set amount of time and then losing access to it and your save file it's. I think it's just a difference in the term subscribing versus renting. It's you could replace them. It's they're replaceable. Exactly. So it is just like PlayStation now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I don't have a problem with that. Cool. Um, but also, eighteen dollars for 180 days. I bought that game for sixty dollars. Yeah. I probably only played it for a week, and I loved that game. Yeah. And if I lost it in 180 days, yeah, I'd be bummed. But I haven't really thought to go back to play it after the and week. You I had, had no it. problem playing it on your couch. Because I had it on a PlayStation 4 and it was expected. <laughs> oh, we were never going to agree with this, so we'll just meet in the middle and I'm right Also, on this one. it's in Japan. And Japan has fucking Wi-Fi everywhere, even on the trains and shit. Can you imagine how much it's going to drain the battery of a Switch, though, to stream a game? Like, I'm really no. curious how this plays out. You're not curious. You want to see it fail. I'm, I'm curious. I'm putting words in your math. In your math. In, in your, my math. In your math. In your math. I'm on math right now. I'm holding. <laughs> I was just going to say you're pulling a Holden. Oh, Holden. Let's talk about... Misspoking words. Misspoking. I said that intentionally. Shut up. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> Guess what else is intentional? <laughs> Battlefield V. Or 5. Roman numerals. EA has confirmed. That is the name. These are real quests. Mm-hmm. More information to come. But we basically just have a name right now. Battlefield 5. 
Yes. And they'll be talking I, more about it tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow? May 23rd, yeah. Yeah, that is tomorrow. On that is the tomorrow. Morrow. So earlier we talked about um, Master Chief Collection getting up and why it has been waiting. And the reason, not really the reason, I'm just making a segue here. <laughs> the reason is that a new Halo game has been announced, uh, and it's an arcade game called Halo Fireteam Raven. It's Did like a house of the dead. Did you see the photos of this thing? Yes. The fucking turrets that you and four, three friends are at mm-hmm. shooting shit in Dave and Buster's. Yep. This is, it It looks so freaking cool. I'm sure it's one of those like arcade machines that costs an arm and a leg per oh, game. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. But yes, you and, and three other Spartans are being led by Master Chief through the events of the first Halo game. Mm-hmm. And you have giant turrets that you're shooting at shit with. This and is it's obviously on rails. Yeah, this is one of those things where big Halo fans are going to say, oh, come on, that's fucking stupid. I'm never going to do that. But if you're at Dave & Buster's, you know you're going to play this. Exactly. You yep. know you're going to play this. Yep. We're going to play House of the Dead again. No. <laughs> you're going to play this. So, but very, again, very cool. Yes, that does not affect any other Halo team development. They've said. Yeah, they have said that it is not affecting Halo 6. I wish they would just talk about Halo 6, but we'll talk about that later on. And talk about it, ooh. Um, oh man don matrick remember that guy the guy yeah. who tanked the xbox one right at the launch hey don't be so negative chad <laughs> hurt you as a child. oh i'm i'm negative based on past events and what's happened to me i'm not negative <laughs> about future things that i just don't trust <laughs> don matrick is leaving zynga whose stock is plummeting and whose company is failing it was a mutual decision which i think the conversation went hey dom you really suck yeah i do suck yeah, remember and then how you went, botched Xbox happened. and then you came over and botched Zynga? Yeah. Man, what a shame uh, yeah. for him. Like, that's just embarrassing. Like, I feel like you go from Xbox, which is, if you're a CEO of Xbox, you're like the, the top of the gaming industry. And you're going to work for Zynga. And then you get booted <laughs> out of Zynga. Like, that's, that's embarrassing. That's you got to share a couple syllables with fucking Big Bang Theory. Bazinga. Bazinga. Speaking of Big Bang Theory... A Big Bang is what started all of life, and then a bunch of planets came out, and then Smash has a bunch of characters that come out of it. Yeah. And there are rumors. No, these are facts. There are rumors based on some potential leaks that there may be a couple of extra characters coming to Smash. One thing is that it's possible that all of the characters from Wii U are coming over. Yeah, I'd say that's very possible. Cloud, Bayonetta. I w- those are the uh, like cloud that kind of stuff. I was like, "Ooh, are they going to get the licenses for those again?" But according to this, it might be likely. Well, they but didn't also... get um, Snake to come over from Brawl to exactly Smash and Wii U, so that might not happen. But I do think you're going to see the all the Nintendo characters that were in Smash sure. on the Wii U will come over. But this leak is saying everyone from the Wii U, including I, that's surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't expect that. But there were some in- interesting new additions that were not in any past games. Ooh. My favorite being Ridley from Metroid. Ooh, I almost said Ripley. But that's from Alien. It is based It's uh, based Could on you Alien, imagine though. if Sigourney Weaver was in this game? <laughs> <laughs> in her fucking exosuit? Oh, that would be awesome. I would love that. Uh, there's also going to be Simon Belmont from the Castlevania series, which would make sense. A lot of the third-party characters coming in are always from a Japanese game. And Castlevania is a very big Japanese game. Yeah. So that would make sense. Um, there was one more I heard about, but it's not in the news we're looking at here, which is the Ice Climbers are also rumored to be coming back. Yeah, that one's been rumored for a little bit. Not yeah. necessarily just this one. 
They that came back this week again though. Someone else came out and said that. I don't know why I don't gotcha. have it in here. But um, yeah, I'm excited for that. I just want to see Smash Bros. I just want to see what it's like finally. Me too. I'm very curious. We can't wait. Two weeks, yo. Three oh, weeks. Three no, weeks, two. Three no, weeks. two weeks. Two weeks. It's probably no, two it's weeks. Three is weeks. WWDC. No, it's three weeks. No, it's two um, weeks. I want it to be two weeks. Speaking of pulling a Holden, there's a new startup <laughs> for the Wonder Console, which is going to be an Android-based Switch competitor. And I'm going to pull a Holden and say this thing's fucking dead before it even gets off the ground. I disagree. This is going to change the industry. <laughs> <laughs> so No, stop making Android-powered consoles. No one wants Android-powered consoles. One, because developers hate developing for android because it's so fucking easy to pirate and no one buys shit on mm-hmm. android yeah it the, they want to make a it's not just like a ouya or something like that it's supposed to be a hybrid console where you dock something to a television there's a picture of this it literally shows someone playing yeah. with an android controller and it looks i swear to god it looks like there's a switch next to the tv it looks so similar it's crazy but what was it? he said that um I love this. He says, everyone has the same exact product. I'm like, no, Switch exists. That's different. That's <laughs> like not the same thing. And you want to make that, so you have the same exact product. But he's comparing himself to Android devices. This is um, um, Kleinman is his name. Is they position it in the same way by going after the masses. Nobody has anything unique. Apple's basically crushing everybody because Apple has is all about the ecosystem. So he wants to create an ecosystem. I can't name a single time that an ecosystem within an ecosystem has ever worked. <laughs> so I just have zero hope with this i'm pulling on myself i have zero hope for this nice i'm he pulling on to say myself. something he says something else that was interesting anyway, he doesn't want to make direct comparisons to the switch um because he knows that he can't compete with the switch like that's why he's not making direct comparisons to it it's a very similar concept um one thing i thought was interesting and i, I do want to see how he reproaches this is he thinks he can come um overcome some of the challenges the switch has faced like lackluster battery and a more restrictive game library by incorporating high-end smartphone components and the ubiquity of Android. Lackluster battery performance is what I'm curious about. I don't know how you can make an Android phone that can perform high-caliber games and not have a three-hour battery life. Let's be honest. It's not going to perform anywhere like high-caliber games. Like, it's not going to have those on it. No. No one's going to no. give a shit about this thing. Um, we're interested, though, he's... It's not just going to be a console. He also wants this to be something that he partners with other phone manufacturers to put the Wonder OS on their phone. That's what we're calling it, the Wonder OS. So they can have... Wondros. Wondros. That sounds like something in Game of Thrones. Andros. Star Fox. Oh, right. But Wondros also sounds like something that could be in Game of Thrones. Just Westeros. saying. Westeros. Yep. Um, so they want to have existing popular Android brands that are wonder ready devices Ooh, nope never gonna happen nope so negative chad so negative do you want something that's gonna be huge though that i What's do think is gonna, gonna be, be huge these new playstation customizable controllers Ooh, i think they're expensive but they look pretty nice they are very much like the elite controller from xbox this well, is not made by sony Exactly. To be, yeah, to be clear, this is not made this is by a Sony. Licensed, but not yes. created by Sony. Um, it is the, called the Scuff Advan- uh, Scuff Vantage, and they basically want you to be able to have the little back paddles on it, replace certain components to kind of tailor it more towards you. Um, you have your choice of D pads, that kind of thing. I think this is going to be big because I think that a lot of PlayStation gamers want a controller like this. 
Yeah. There's a lot of elite controller envy out there, I would say. The price just comes in a lot higher. It's 150 for an elite controller, which I believe is wireless. I'm almost 99% positive it's wireless. This is going to be 170 for a wired version and 200 for a wireless version. Ooh-wee! I'm so Mr. Poopy Butthole! <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's very expensive, but I think it's a cool idea, and I think that if you're on PlayStation, this is kind of the game, the only game in town for something like this. Yeah. The only game in town. Only game in town. Oh, man. Speaking of PlayStation and buttholes, <laughs> nothing to do with buttholes, but Sony CEO <laughs> talks the future of PlayStation. Uh, in an interview, They there are a few things that were pointed out. One is the big headline that came out of this was that PS4 is going towards the end of his it's like, its life cycle. Yeah. After selling 19 million this past year, they expect it to sell 16 million next year. And they expect it to dwindle off each consecutive year. So it has reached yeah. the point where they say it's at the end of its life cycle. From here, since hardware and console sales are not going to be escalating as they have in the past five years, they've claimed that they're going to be focusing more on uh, Sony PS4 ex- uh, exclusive IPs mm-hmm. as well as services. PlayStation Network, they're looking to increase subscriptions to PlayStation Network. And I think that's where a lot of our... Maybe not at the conference itself, eighty three, but there's going to be a big revamp of PSN and PS Now coming around those times. But we'll save that for predictions episode. I had thought about that, but that's a good point. I think you're right. I'm yeah. still your prediction now. I'm going to take, I'm going to take it. You can't do it. That's mine. <laughs> and then finally, the last little nugget that came at the end of this was that PSVR, while it took off and kind of exceeded their expectations in the first year, year and a half, it has now kind of fallen below the market expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, of what they thought it was sold, which kind of, I guess, explains the price drop on it, trying to push more. Now yeah. it's kind of standard at 199 I think that I'm not surprised because, yeah, there are some cool experiences that are coming out for VR. It is still a very early... Uh, it's still early in that transition to VR. Yeah. And developers are claiming they're not making a lot of money on VR games. Right. And that's a big thing. So if there aren't games coming out for it, people are less compelled to buy one. I do think that PS5 is going to focus very heavily on VR. I believe the rumor of this custom silicone that's going to be tailored for a VR experience and running a VR headset, I think that all makes a lot of sense. And I hope that will kind of get things going again. But yeah. I think the quality of the headsets is also part of it too. If you've used a headset before, there's a screen door effect. It's convincing. You feel like you're somewhere else, but there's still, like, it's uncanny. And it needs to be super sharp. Yeah. And I think once that think happens... Too, uh, the, along with the technology itself, but if you think yeah. about this launched, um, not even two years ago now. It's like a year and three quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, it launched, and a lot of people weren't necessarily like, oh, it's it's a brand new technology, and a lot of people weren't necessarily on board from the beginning, developer-wise. Yeah. But then seeing, you know, you see the success of Resident Evil 7 in VR. You mm-hmm. see the success of, uh, really, there's a, a lot of good quality kind of experiences on it. And I always talk about Superhot. I think Superhot's incredible. Exactly, yeah. It's Super incredible. Hot, fucking Sprint Vector, a lot of things. Oh, that game's garbage because you like it. Shut up, I'll kill you. <laughs> um... If people are seeing those successes and they're like, oh, man, that's actually doing pretty well. That does some cool things. Mm-hmm. And then they just started development on it in the last year or so. It's a brand new beast. It takes yeah. some learning time. I imagine we won't see any new games 
of those like big caliber that are like really high quality yeah. probably for the next year and a half two years well, maybe even until we see the next playstation yeah i was just gonna say that because the thing on top of that is ps4 is the end of its life cycle so you're making a vr game why would you make it for ps4 when it's not going to come out probably until ps5 comes out where yeah. you're going to have better hardware to get the most out of vr i mean if you've used you know, an Oculus Rift or an HTC Vive versus a PSVR, it's a really big difference between the kind of, not like the kind of experiences you can play. The experiences are pretty similar, but just the graphical difference is right. pretty massive. And that's not any fault of the PlayStation. It's impressive that they could get VR to work on a PlayStation 4. Uh, but once you get next-generation hardware and you can get a lot more powerful um, power out of those things, those games are going to shine. So I'm very yep. excited about that. I do want to go to the end of the PS4 lifecycle, though. People online seem... To, upset about this like it's too soon it feels really soon like quite honestly ps5 or ps4 has been out for five Five years years, almost five years now Mm -hmm. and it doesn't even fucking feel like maybe three to me Mm -hmm. it's it's gone by so fast so yeah i mean it feels like we're still in the infancy of this console maybe it's because last generation lasted so freaking long Someone, I think it was actually Colin Moriarty on, on Twitter, just posted, you know, PS, um, PS1 came out in 95, PS2 was 2000, was 2000, PS3 was 2006, and then 2013 for PS4. We're only, I think we're thinking it's so soon because of the last generation. Yeah. But it, five years, five, six years is the norm. There's only been one console generation that has lasted this long. So I think it's yep. more, it, it's the right time, I think. It just people are used to a longer life cycle at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Holden, that wraps up our quests, but we do have our countdown to E3 segment. E3! E3! <laughs> we have actually four stories for E3 this, this week, so we have a few of them. Uh, I think the first one to start off with, for me at least, is Kingdom Hearts 3. Apparently, it's going to get a release date. They said, in the beginning of the next month. Which it's about fucking time. <laughs> basically just means E3. Yeah. Um, they I'm still very... claim it's coming in 2018. So. They still claim it. And my prediction for the year was it's not coming out this year. But I, there's a good chance I could be wrong on that. There's well, a good you know, chance. they did, Square Enix did hold a giant event and made a big hullabaloo about Final Fantasy XV's release date. And then mm-hmm. they did that event and then delayed it. <laughs> That's true. They That's might true. do the same with Kingdom Hearts. I mean, the hype for this game is so big, and it's already not really been delayed because they didn't really announce it. But it's been so long since Kingdom Hearts 2 came out that they could delay it till next year, and people will still buy the game because they still want to play it. Yeah. They need to meet the expectations people have for the game, not the expectations they have for the release date of the game. But I do think there's a good chance it's going to come out this year. They're let people play it which is a pretty big sign recently. So I think it's going to happen. And I think E3 is definitely what's going to occur. We got some bigger stuff though. Most notably, the biggest of the four devolver digital (laughs) plans, another dumpster fire E3 event. If you remember last year, they threw their own press conference, which was maybe like 15 minutes. It was was like at 11 PM at night or something like that. And it was hilarious. It was hysterical. There were like some genuine announcements that came out of it and some kind of cool looking games. This is legitimately my most anticipated E3 <laughs> Me event. Too. 
Um, even though I'm probably not going to buy any of the games that they show up, <laughs> my favorite is this is a quote from them about their E3 event. There will almost certainly be blood, possibly loss of life. <laughs> I love I that. love the fact that they do recommend going back and watching last year's conference because okay. it will better clue you into the new Devolver Digital Cinematic Universe that they're trying to build. <laughs> Uh, I am on board. I can't wait. Um, Naughty Dog has teased us with Last of Us Part 2 reveal at E3. Oh, sorry. By the way, their event is being held Tuesday after Sony's event. Okay. I think they did that last year, too. Yeah. Um, It was just a single tweet from from Naughty Dog that just said, T-minus three weeks. We already know they're going to show off Last of Us Part 2 there. It's already been mentioned. It's been confirmed. So they're just building the hype for it. Yep. I'm excited. Yep. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And then Chad, I know you're excited about this one. Mm, Kojima is teasing Death Stranding E3 teaser trailer. Yep. He tweeted out a, a picture on a desktop of a file. It's like Death Stranding t- trailer draft, whatever the, yeah, the it was. It's E3 underscore 2018 underscore trailer underscore edit underscore 002 underscore 2018 dot Yep. project that's the name of the file it, yep. i'm sure there's a clue in there somewhere that we have no idea about and we'll play the game what if this like, game oh, just releases at e3 <laughs> that would be amazing that would like, be one of the most incredible game drops ever or if they're just like hey by the way everything you've seen so far is gameplay <laughs> i think like i think they said be... everything is i think they've done that already everything they've shown off is in engine i thought no i mean but like legit gameplay like Guillermo del Toro, like you oh, are controlling like behind, that yeah. cinematic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like really, like Guillermo del Toro was behind stage, just like controlling the game in that moment. Yep. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Who knows, Jack? That would blow my bloomers. Well, boom. Oh. That Holden. is all the news stories we got, but you might have noticed we left a really big one out. What did we leave out? Now this is this little tiny franchise called Call of Duty. Coplops Four. Coplops Four. And they showed off Coplops 4. And they showed a lot of it. Well, not a lot of it. They kind of showed the foundation of what this game is going to be. And I think it's worth talking about, even though we're not really big Call of Duty fans. Duty. Duty. But we also want to talk about, kind of, while we're talking about Call of Duty, tired franchises and gaming tropes. Because I think that this announcement actually does a good job of shifting this game franchise in the right direction. For what Where it would is. you like to start? Let's start off with Call of Duty, and then we'll go into our tired nice. uh, franchises, gaming tropes, and all that. So the layout of it is the rumors are true. There is no single-player campaign at all. It is the traditional multiplayer. It is the zombies mode, and it's a new Battle Royale mode called Blackout. Blackout. Which they didn't detail blackout at all they just kind of said that it was going to be the biggest map that we've ever featured it's gonna be 100 times the size of any map we've ever had in a call of duty game before and it's going to feature kind of in the the landscapes or the um the locations on the map are going to be all inspired from things you recognize in call of duty lore that's one of the things i think they're doing most right about this yes is they are bringing everything from all the black ops games before and like Mm -hmm. all of the call of duty franchises before You'll recognize guns, you'll recognize characters, you'll recognize locations, and it's kind of like 
it's kind of like a, a celebratory best of fan yeah. service mm-hmm. game, it sounds like. Yeah, I think, interestingly, they did not mention how many players will be able to play this game online. And if you think that a game like PUBG, which is an indie game, technically speaking, it's an indie game, yep. has 100 players, what do you think a Call of Duty game could do in terms of players? And I'm actually kind of curious to see what they pull off there because they put a lot of hype into this and said it's going to be – it's not – they said it's – what's the quote? It's like something like – it's not just like a um, Battle Royale experience. It's Battle Royale Black Ops style. Like they made a big point of pointing out that we're doing it our own way and we're doing it only a way only Call of Duty could do. So I'm I'm legitimately curious what they're going to do with that. I think it's really risky to not include a single-player campaign. Yeah, that's one of the big thing, big news stories that came out of it is that, it, yeah, it's confirmed. No single player in this mm-hmm. one. They are swearing up and down that was a plan the whole time. Yeah. From the, from the inception of the game that this was the plan. No single player campaign. There are going to be some kind of single player abilities. Like you could go with AI components into some of the zombies or they might have some small single player chunks mm-hmm. or missions available. But there will not be a traditional campaign. And I think, honestly, there's another story that you have in here from IGN. That There's been a lot of research recently that's been shown that very, very small percentages of people even complete even half of the campaign of all of these games. Yeah. Like, sometimes as small as, like, in the single digits. So, I think that's not... Yeah, the, the lowest item on the table, 2015's Black Ops 3, averaging at 4% people finished more than half of that game. Well, it just doesn't make sense for them to put money to making this campaign when all people want to do is play online. Exactly. You get Call of Duty to play online, and you mentioned before the podcast how, like, um, we were talking about how like, God of War is still, like, a highlight single-player experience, and we still get those. And I think that there used to be this time where you had to do everything. You had to have a single-player campaign and a multiplayer campaign because you had to appeal to everybody, but now it's like, no, make the best single-player campaign you can, and you'll get God of War. Make the best multiplayer experience you can, and you're going to get things like this new Call of Duty game where it's just a lot of different multiplayer experiences. Yeah. I think this is really smart. I think it's super smart, yeah. I I honestly believe that it's not going to lead to as many sales because they aren't going to get the people who because there are there are a chunk of people who play it just for the single player campaign even if they just jump in or even if they bite it. Or buy I disagree. It. I think this even is going to be the best selling it. Call of Duty game period. You think so? I think so. I'm pretty confident in that. First of all, Black Ops has been the best selling Call yeah. of Duty franchise. Um, as I think maybe Modern Warfare is closer, but Black Ops has been one of the biggest ones. Black Ops 3 is still was still played more than Infinite Warfare when Infinite Warfare came out. I think World War II did better than that, but Black Ops is a big, big franchise for Call of Duty. And I think Battle Royale, I think that's going to bring in a lot of people who might not have played Call of Duty that games could. before. Yeah, if somebody's like into that on like PUBG or Fortnite and they're like, exactly. see how Call of Duty does it. Well, especially if they say, like, hey, the Call of Duty one's 250 players all at once. That map is gigantic. It looks so cool. It's got a AAA I, developer yeah. behind it. Like I'm interested to see how how much they're able to get away. Because obviously, they could do 100 players and just polish the fuck at it. Which, you know, they're going to. The yeah. multiplayer experience, that's, that's their, their jam. But if it gets up to 250 players, I don't know if they're going to be able to go that high. We've already had a PS3 game called Mag that was 256 players. Yeah, you saw how good that was. It was great. That was 10 years ago. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Massive action game. So I, I'm assuming we are going to hear a lot more about this at E3. I'm sure yeah. that's going to be 
a big thing at E3 this year. Whose um, stage do you think it's going to be on? Sony. Sony? Yeah. Oh, that's Sony. right, because they've had some some uh, exclusive yeah. on, like, map packs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think beyond that... Well, I mean, Activision, of course, will have their zone, too, but... Actually, does Activision have an E3 event? No. No? Okay, yeah, it'll be Sony then. No. Nope. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so they said that Infinity War and Sledgehammer, they could do a single-player campaign if they really want to. Like, this is yeah. not a directive of the people who run the Call of Duty franchise. This is just, we decided to do this. So that was pretty interesting. And I thought it was interesting, too. Did you read into the zombies mode at all? No. There is a zombie. There's three kind of zombie stories, if you will. And one of them is called Nine, Roman numerals Nine. And it's uh, you're fighting zombies with swords and, sh- uh, swords and shields, no guns. Mm. I'm like, that's pretty interesting. That's a very different departure, or a very big departure yeah. from what the franchise has done before. So I think this is, they're trying some new things with this Call of Duty game, and I support that. Um, Call of Duty, to segue that. into this, is also a tired game franchise, and they had to make changes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Tired in, the, in, in perception, not necessarily in sales. No, not at but, all. But, yeah, t- definitely tired in, per- in perception. And, yeah, that's a good segue. I think this is a, a big step in the right direction for trying something completely new, taking a, a method or a gameplay mode that's been made really popular and saying, mm-hmm. all right, how do we take this and revolutionize it with our license? Yeah. Uh, speaking of God of War, shout out to God of War for also taking a new step in a completely different direction for this game and making what could possibly be one of the best games of all time. I haven't beat it yet, but it could be. Well, it's actually interesting. This is kind of a recent trend, too, is that, like, Zelda really tries yeah. to change the formula. The Mario wild. really tried to change the, the formula a lot. Uh, it's just kind of been a thing we've been seeing with developers lately. Assassin's Creed did the same thing. I mean, I was thinking before this, like, oh, Assassin's Creed, easily tired franchise. Oh, wait, no, they totally revamped it, and it did really well. Yeah. And it got fantastic reception. So... What would you label as like a tired franchise now? That now that all these kind of really big monolithic franchises have shifted. So there's one that kind of comes to mind, and this is a little unpopular, probably. I think that Tomb Raider and Uncharted are starting to become a little bit tired. Yes, that style of gameplay with the you know enemy enemy hordes and then you go from segment to segment and then enemy mm. horde and then segment to segment and you're like kind of paying attention to the story uh i think that those are very much like this is probably the last generation we'll see them in their traditional sense and yes. something big's got to happen next time that we see it mm-hmm. but the biggest thing that i think is, is most tired despite the rumors of what we're hearing is i think the action genre is just about done define like, action genre Action as in Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, what God of War used to be. Yep. Yeah. The I, I would nonstop that. button mashing, you're just enemy to enemy building up a skill meter, like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I feel like as video games, like the medium itself has evolved and we've mm-hmm. matured, we want more from a game than just straight up slash through a hundred thousand enemies with style. Well, it's a very like and I know it's not about points, but it's a very kind of point based game where it almost feels like it's pulling from the like arcade almost of like getting your high score and like a lot of these action games will give you a score at the end of your level yeah and that's just a very old thing you see in video games that's like one of the most basic things you see in a video game in like the old arcade times and it's kind of lingering from that still obviously it's gotten a lot more advanced since then but it's always not been the appeal to me those games is that it does feel like it's the same thing 
every single time, and it's it been does. that way for many decades now. Yeah, and that's what doesn't... I mean, I've played a few of the Devil May Cry games. I've played a little bit of DMC, and it like the thought of Devil May Cry 5 does not excite me, even though all the rumors are saying that it's probably going to get announced at E3. It just doesn't excite me because I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, I've played that a thousand times. I just played Bayonetta, and while it was really fun, it's like, also, yeah, it's it's just tired. Yeah. So I think that's probably a, a few franchises, but mostly a genre. Can you think of any other genres that, like, just don't... Oh, like adventure games. Just genres that don't exist anymore that just gaming evolved past it. Mm-hmm. Like point-and-click adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Grim Fandango, things like that. They still exist, but it's always like... Oh, someone's making this callback to. Oh, right. It's super niche, and yeah. it's, it's like. Well, so making Psychonauts too. You're right. At some point, which is I'm assuming going to be. Actually, no. Was Psychonauts a? Cl- no, it was made by a guy who makes. Click-based adventures. I don't know if it is a click-based adventure. I never played Psychonauts. I, I'm Psychonauts, probably very it's wrong. Tim Schafer still right? Who it's Tim Schafer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken Age and yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm taking that back. I actually don't think that's a um, adventure game in that sense. I was going to say for me. A, it's not even a tired genre or necessarily a tired franchise. It's a company that need. It's huge. They're massive, and they need to ramp things up a little bit. And that's Bethesda. Mm. Not with like the Rage game they showed off or Doom or Prey, like that kind of stuff. I'm talking their RPGs. Bethesda yeah. RPGs, Skyrim and Fallout Four are both fantastic games. They're running off of really dated engines. And yep. I feel like if they announce this Starfield game and it doesn't have a new engine, it's going to be massively disappointing. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Those games are really buggy. They have problems. They always launch with insane issues. And their entire community is dedicated to modding it to fix the problems that Bethesda <laughs> can't fix. So... I think the modding stuff should stay because you can do some interesting stuff with that. But, I mean, that's just a yeah. sign that you, people love your games, but that's only going to get you so far. You can't go into PS5 with the same engine you were using with Skyrim on PS3. you got to ramp things up a lot. I know it's a huge investment, but Bethesda is also a huge company. Yeah. So that's what I want. That's that's my that's my biggest because you also you named a lot of the same ones I was thinking of. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. While they may be tired, there's still some of my, like, fucking Uncharted is – Uncharted 4 is my number two, maybe three game. I don't know where mm-hmm. God of War fits in this yet. But number two game of all time. But yeah, I do think it's time for that to evolve and move on to something different. Yeah. We talked about this one last week. Uh, zombies. Zombies yeah. have kind of become tired. I'm worried for Days uh, Days Gone. Even though I was a little bit more hyped after seeing that last stuff. I'm a little concerned that you're going to get zombie fatigue. And when the if you watch the video from Game Informer, the, the representative of the game was asked directly, so what do you guys think about zombie fatigue? He's like, well, I'm not fatigued. I'm like, okay, but a lot of people are. Like, <laughs> how are you going to approach that? And he didn't really have a great answer other than to say it's a really fun game. There's interesting things you're doing with it, and we're doing things zombie games haven't done before. I'm like, the... So I'm, I want to see more from that, but that could be a game that really hits with that zombie fatigue. Yeah. I mean, Last of Us gets away with it. Because the story is so strong. Yeah, and it's not about the zombies really at all. No. It's about no. relationships and... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's not about the zombies. It's about the people. It's about the people. It's about the, the people. people behind the zombies. <laughs> but I think that kind of is what I'd have to say about tired game franchises. Yeah, me too. Me I... too. Cod Blops, tired game franchises. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see they're doing something new. Yep. 
Holden, that takes us away from our main quest and into our weekly forum where we talk up to our community, with our community, and all the kind of fun stuff that's going on with our Respawn Aimfire and social media. Let's start off with some subscriber interrogatives. Boom. We've got three. They all come from FezDIRL on Twitter. They come within three minutes of each other. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, interrogative, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War. Three gotta go. Which one stays? First of all, Fez, I don't like you because that's a tough question. <laughs> it's like, here are your children. You can have to kill three of them. Oh, my God. One lives. Who's your favorite child? Um, I'll start off and just say that Horizon Zero Dawn's gone for me. I'm not a big fan of that game. I'll get crap for it, I know. God of War I haven't played. I'm sure it's a great game. I want to play it, but I haven't played it, so it's gone. It's dead. <laughs> uh, so it leaves Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. I gave Super Mario Odyssey Game of the Year last year over Breath of the Wild. But Breath of the Wild is still one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. And I, it's a game I, I could play more on repetition than I could Mario Odyssey, I think. So I'm going to kill... It's so painful. I'm going to kill it's Super so Mario painful. Odyssey to so leave all of Breath these of games, the Wild. I assume, I assume we are not saying three of them get discontinued, but three of them s- did not exist. Yeah. And I'm going to obviously kill Zelda Breath of the Wild because that game was boring as fuck. I hate you. Um, <laughs> I hate you, Chad. Why are we so negative? Super Mario Odyssey. Yep, I'll say goodbye to that one because while it was fantastic, it, it was still... Uh, I feel like I could be okay with Galaxy and Galaxy 2 as like my placeholders for it. And then we get to Horizon Zero Dawn of God of War 3. Oh my god! You've only beaten one of them. I've only beaten one of them. I think I would, for now, I would kill God of War 3 and keep Horizon Zero Dawn because of that War. world fast. Sorry, God of War. Yeah. Kill God of War and keep Get Horizon. Getting away easy here. <laughs> Horizon, that world fascinates me so much, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to go back to it and see what else they add to it. Oh, I hate you. Subscriber interrogative number two. Also, wanted to ask if anyone on the panel has played Pillars of Eternity. Currently playing part two after finishing the story on part one. Would like to recommend it if you're at all into isometric style RPGs. Uh, I have not played Pillars of Eternity. I doubt you have, Holden, because you're not an RPG dude. No, I like have RPGs. You? Have you played it? No. Boom. Assumption correct. <laughs> I I am into isometric style RPGs. I'm totally into like I fucking love Diablo. Um, I actually, when I saw this, added it to my list of play these games, which is getting ever longer. So who knows? We might have that pop up here. If it's PC only, yeah, probably won't play it. But if I can get it on PlayStation or Switch, yeah, I might give it a shot. Last one. I will only play if it's on Switch. No other console. You won't. You'll buy it. You won't play it. I don't do that. People don't do that. You, you will buy it on Switch. We've talked about this. You would buy kitty porn on kitty porn on Switch. That is offensive. I would never do that to kitty porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. No, I take that back. I don't want Finally. kitty porn. I don't want kitty porn. Just so to be clear, I don't want kitty porn, everybody. What do you got against cats? Also, not sure <laughs> Boom, if conversation worthy. I know. But have you guys considered doing a special live podcast on YouTube for live listener feedback? This one, this one is something. Go for it. Yeah. yeah what, so, what are your thoughts on it? So the thoughts in the in the near future is is a, a no, and it's not because we don't want to. It's because we live in different states. We do, and we do this over FaceTime, so it just wouldn't be very feasible. However, next year I'm thinking about going to visit said city where Chad lives, 
and it might be feasible then. So possibly in the future at some point, but there aren't any immediate plans for it. I think right now our biggest obstacle is size of our community as well. Yeah. If you think about, like, we give you guys a week to listen between episodes, and then you guys are listening at your own time. If we did one live one, and it might just be us talking to you, Fezd. <laughs> it might just be us and you. Maybe Jerson and Spooter Scooter will jump in there, too. But uh, I think we've got to grow a little bit before we can host anything live that we, like, depend upon listener interaction. Because it might just be us talking to ourselves. I think it And would we be don't a... like talking to each other, if you haven't noticed. We don't like right. it. I mean, he kicked um, so, off Zelda Breath of the Wild. How can I want to do a live show with someone like that? Obviously, Zelda Breath of the Wild is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think maybe once we get a little bit bigger, I'm trying to think of, we've been trying with photo mode to get a little bit more interact in, interaction with our community. Uh, I'm going to try to change things up in June or July. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe in the future, possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Uh, and then, yeah, if, if we're in the same spot, that makes it certainly a lot easier. Yes. Woo! That's it for our subscriber interactives. Thank you, Fezd IRL, for that. Next up, our poll results. So every week we do a dumb poll on Monday evening. It wraps up by Tuesday by the time we record our podcast. This week's poll, are you ready for it, was Royal Wedding themed. Did you watch any of the Royal Wedding, Holden? Of course not. No, None but you love it. The Bachelor. <laughs> for the record Here i don't is. love the bachelor i watched it ironically says, with my roommates <laughs> the poll says if the royal wedding were between video game characters who would it be your options were mario and peach the royal wedding is dumb sonic and amy the royal wedding is stupid i chose the, the royal wedding is dumb <laughs> i chose the royal wedding is stupid oh we're so similar and yet both different. of those were tied for first place with 33 percent <laughs> of the vote each did anyone vote for mario and peach or... yes 17 yeah. percent each goes to mario and peach and sonic and amy respectively interesting so most people agree with us the royal tweet or the royal wedding is dumb do you know how much they stupid. spent on the royal wedding too much fucking money do i know the number i know the number uh, tell me the number 32 million dollars is that dollars or pounds? Well, in dollars is $32 million. How many pounds is that? Eight? I don't know. I don't know. But they What's paid the to get like, all the homeless people out of the vicinity so they didn't have to look at that. Like, <laughs> like that's the stuff we spent on. I'm like, that's so gross. Yeah. That's disgusting. And all those hats. All those fucking hats. Yeah. Well, the hats were great. That's the only part I would watch it for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Here's the next thing we want to tell you before we wrap up today. We want to let you know E3 is around the corner. Three weeks away. We want to no, let you know our sooner, our, please. Shut up, get out of here. We want to let you know our roadmap it. for the next few weeks. Next week, we have a normal episode. It's going to be us talking about Barf, which is Super Mario RPG. We are doing it. We're both already started on it. <laughs> Just um, started. We are recording that episode on Monday, the twenty eighth, Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. Finish the game before that. If you want to let us know your thoughts, or if you're part of the way through it and you want to let us know what you think so far, get us those impressions before Monday the 28th if you want to be featured on the show. That episode will still go out at the normal time on the 29th. The following week is the week before E3. Boom. That is the week that we're going to be doing our... We're going to have kind of a half-normal episode with leaderboard, the what's coming out that month, all that kind of stuff. And then that's going to be our main topic. That main quest that week will be our E3 predictions. 
Yes, we're going to run down like what's been confirmed ready for E3 and then speculate per company what we think is going to happen. Now, here's what I want. We're going to have predictions for each major conference, so the big three, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, as well as some third-party predictions. I would love to hear some of your predictions as well, and we'd, we'll read them off in the show, see if how they match up with ours. So right in before this one being recorded a little earlier, June 2nd. The show will still go live on June 5th, but we're recording that on June 2nd, mostly because Holden's spending time with his family in Tejas. Tejas. You sp- that's actually how you pronounce it correctly. Yeah. For real. Spanish. Tejas. Tejas. So, that's our roadmap, and then we get to E3 week. E3 week, we are not going to have a normal episode, but we will have many tiny episodes recapping each day's worth of events. So, starting with Saturday night, and they they will be late night, as some of these events wrap up pretty late. Saturday night, we'll have uh, EA's wrap-up and kind of thoughts on their conference. Mm-hmm. Sunday, we will have Microsoft's thoughts. We will have Ubisoft, I think, is going that day. A couple others. Bethesda, maybe. Monday, we will have our thoughts on PlayStation, Square Enix, whoever else the fuck is going on that day. Tuesday, we will have Nintendo. So we will have four episodes technically going up over that weekend, but we will not have a normal ass episode. And then we'll kind of have a big recap the week after that. Yeah, like who won E3, that kind of stuff. Right. So that's our roadmap. Again, Super Mario RPG thoughts by Monday the 28th. Uh, Thoughts on predictions by June 2nd. And then listen for all that exciting, juicy fucking news the whole week of E3. Holden, do you have anything left for anyone in the world? I mean, you just laid it out so perfectly. I couldn't possibly add anything else. See how You're positive right, I'm being right now? Thank you. You're not just... I'm just kidding. I, I was going <laughs> to do the, the South Park HIV positive joke, but then I messed it up. And also it's insensitive. You are very insensitive. That's, I am very fact. insensitive, but I love everyone. So, everyone, <laughs> we'll see you next week on the 29th. Have a happy Memorial Day weekend. Bye bye. Shish kebab. Mm-hmm.